Hey you, you are listening to the Latter Day Ladypreneur Podcast. This is Sarah Allred, your host. Dive into a sweet mix of interviews with business gurus, as well as solo episodes with me about the business lessons that have transformed me along this journey, with some sweet connections to Nephi, Esther, and all your other scriptural heroes thrown in the mix. Look, over a year ago, I was paralyzed. Business profits were almost non-existent. And it seemed pointless to keep spending hours on this business of mine when I could have made more at McDonald's. The most painful part is I felt the hustle of it all was taking my focus away from those I love most in my home. So why the paralysis? Why couldn't I just walk away? Look, I knew deep down in my soul that God had called me to do this, to grow a business, to uncover a way to inspire others to do the same. So how could both exist, a thriving business and a thriving home? That's when I met a mentor that opened my eyes to a whole new way of doing business, a system that has brought more money, more time, and more impact into my life in the past six months than I've ever had in nearly 10 years of business. This fancy system is called Funnels, and I want you on board with me. If your time is feeling crunched, your ideas of how to help more people are slim, or you simply need to stop reinventing your business every single day, you need this fancy and profitable approach to business called Funnels. I've packed everything I've learned in the past year that has brought me connections, profitability, a loyal following, but more importantly, the feeling at home I have ached for for a decade into my life. You can do it too. It doesn't matter what business you're in. Build your business through the world of funnels in just 45 days with the Funnel Blueprint Challenge at sarahgracelive.com slash challenge. Bonus, for a limited time, your seat in the challenge includes a free buddy pass because everyone needs a business buddy. Keep moving forward. Your heavenly parents need you and your gifts and so does the world. Now enjoy the podcast. It is Sarah from Sarah Grace Live. You are here on the Latter Day Ladypreneur podcast. And wow, it is Christmas time. And I'm really excited to be able to share a very poignant, blunt, powerful, life changing message with you today as we approach the end of the year 2020 and as we go into the year 2021. And what does that mean for you? I first want to start out with something that you may have felt this year in your business. One of the things that really puts us into a state of panic and puts us into a state of doubt and puts us into a state of stagnation, which is really, really destructive for an entrepreneur, is that we start to have thoughts like this. We start to feel like, oh my gosh, that girl, she sells what I sell way better than I'm selling it. Or, oh my gosh, her product is way more cool, way more advanced. And oh my gosh, look at her following. And oh my goodness, this person is getting so many more opportunities than I am. They're always being asked to do this and collaborate and nothing hits my email box like that. And we start to get into this moment of victimhood. And that moment of victimhood is based in what we believe is true. We believe that our business is too small. We believe that our product is not enough. We also believe that 
everyone else is doing everything better than we could ever do it. And that therefore, what are we doing? This is a waste of time. I felt called to do this. I must have misunderstood God in that moment. And why am I even doing this when everyone else seems to be doing it better than this? Well, I have the answer to that question. And the answer is not to quit. And the answer is not to doubt. The promptings and the stirrings that you felt from the divine himself and herself on what you are supposed to be doing. That is not the answer. But let me give you a story to illustrate what the real answer is. This is a true story that comes from someone that was back in my ward in Hyde Park, Utah. And this story has never left my mind. So here is how it lays. So there was a husband and a wife and they were estranged from the church. They had been members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they had decided no longer to be active participants in that church. And they had even gone so far as to want name removal and didn't want to be involved with the church in any shape or form. There was a lot of anger associated with um, our faith. And so they moved and they separated themselves from their families and it was just a really anger-filled experience for them. The world of religion was very, very anger-filled for them. And so as this goes on, because of this huge strife between the family and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they became separated from their extended families. Um, there was enough of a rift. There was enough pain, enough history that they didn't want to be connected anymore. So they decided to move and they moved to the Dakotas. And I will remind you that since I have heard this story, I cannot remember if it was North Dakota or South Dakota, but it was one of the Dakotas. So they moved there. They were on a really rural area and the wife, again, very angry with the role of religion and what it had played in her life was sitting there in their home. And I want you to imagine her, she's washing her dishes and there's a window in front of the sink that she can look out of. And when she looks out that window, she can see a super long path that leads away from her house to the road. Okay. Really, really long frontage. So she's sitting there washing dishes and what does she see? She sees two young men with identical haircuts in black suits, white shirts and ties and black name tags that are starting to walk up her long walkway. And she gets a little bit of a glint in her eye and she's pretty excited for the fireworks that are about to happen to these poor, most likely 19 year old missionaries since this happened before the age change. So this woman, puts down her dishes, turns off the water and goes racing to the front door to talk to these missionaries. And as she's about to just chase them off her property and give them a piece of her mind about what they are preaching, she runs faster and faster until she looks at those missionaries. Until she looks at one of those missionaries in particular and realizes it is her younger brother who she has not spoken to or heard from in years. And she pauses in the snow and she is literally a few feet away from him. And she was just about to, to, to do something to get them off her property when she stops short and she runs up to hug him, her brother, when she looks closely at him and realizes it actually is not her brother. And she pauses and she says, oh, I am so sorry. I thought you were my brother. The missionary's response is timeless. The missionary looks at her and says, 
ma'am, I am your brother and I have a message from father. (sighs) My dear friend, I want to know which missionary that is and whose mom and dad that missionary had at that time because of the boldness, because of the wit and because of the insight that missionary had to say, I am your brother and I have a message from father. Meanwhile, these, this amazing couple was taught and they are now fully um, engaged in the work of the Lord as members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we'll never forget that experience. And I have so loved being able to hear that experience straight from her mouth. So what in the world does that have to do with your world in business? I want you to think about that missionary. I want you to think about that missionary specifically in the moment when he was most likely surrounded by family and friends, because heaven knows COVID wasn't going on when he opened his call. When he opened his call, surrounded by family and friends, and he read the words that he was going to be called to serve in the Dakota's mission. What do you think that felt like for him? I have no doubt that there may have been disappointment. I have no doubt that there may have been some awkward pauses with friends, family that evening and any other time he would tell people where he was going on his mission to the Dakotas. So what message does that bring us as faithful women in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and as entrepreneurs? The reality is, is that the Lord will move mountains for one person. The Lord will allow that darling, wonderful, faithful, vibrant 19-year-old missionary to go through laughs, chuckles, a little bit of embarrassment in order to reach my dear friend in the Dakotas because he looked like her brother. The Lord will do extraordinary things to reach the heart, to pierce the heart of his children here on earth. So what in the world does that mean for you? It means this. While your business may feel small, while your product may not feel good enough, while your market may be saturated, the reality is this, and it has been proven time and time and time again through stories like this missionary in the Dakotas, all the way through the Book of Mormon in the Bible. You are divinely designed to reach certain people, period. You You specifically listening to this on iTunes or Apple podcasts or watching this on YouTube, you specifically calling you by name, you are divinely designed to reach, to reach certain people here on earth. And the Lord will use mission calls. The Lord will use selling socks. The Lord will use sports and athletics. The Lord will use, um, your resemblance to someone else. The Lord will use you and your talents and your experiences to reach people. You have been divinely designed for it. So it doesn't matter when you look to the left and it doesn't matter when you look to the right and see people who are bigger than you, more profitable than you, et cetera, et cetera, because you have been divinely designed to reach people through your gifts and talents and experiences that they cannot reach. If you are in business and you are a coach, you are divinely designed to reach people that I cannot reach. 
because of my own personality, my skill set, whatever. I can't reach them. My coach can't reach them. My mentors can't reach them. My mastermind group can't reach them. You specifically can reach them. You are divinely designed to do so. Let's talk about a couple of examples in the scriptures to give you a little bit of oomph to this whole concept. Think of Dorcas. Think of Dorcas in the New Testament, where it talks about how Dorcas, she used her gift of sewing. She sewed coats for widows. And I love this story, especially at Christmas time, because it, it so bleeds into what we hope Christmas time will feel like is service and keeping people warm and taken care of and nurturing and all those things, those things resonate with me so deeply. And Dorcas actually died. Dorcas died. And this was in the, the journeys of Paul. Okay. So Dorcas dies and she is known by sharing light through sewing coats for widows and the people that knew her and the widows that were blessed by her begged the apostle Paul, please raise her from the dead. They advocated on her behalf because of this incredible impact that she had had Dorcas, this, this normal woman, quote unquote, none of us are normal, by the way, <laughs> was sewing coats for widows, but the impact was so great. And her role in helping people feel the savior's love for them through coats and through sewing was so important that she was raised from the dead. Incredible. She was divinely designed to reach those widows and to reach that community through her gift with her hands of sewing. I want you to think about Moses. Now, Moses, we know was slow of speech and, uh, go figure that you'd pick the, the, the guy that can't speak to like give the tablets to, right. To talk about the commandments, <laughs> pretty, pretty amazing that God would choose him. But I always have wondered, isn't it fascinating that as you watch Prince of Egypt, which is one of our favorite Sunday movies ever, that you realize that part of what makes him so powerful as a prophet and so followable, if that's a word, followable as a prophet and leader to those people is because of his past. Okay. I want you to listen very carefully to the language there. His power and ability as one of the greatest prophets of all time, um, bringing, ushering in the 10 commandments and these incredible miracles was because of his past that he had grown up in the walls alongside Pharaoh, that he knew Ramses who as a brother who would soon become an adversary during his days and years as prophet, that it was because of his past that he was able to reach the people with such sincerity. And you know what? Maybe it was also because of his inability to speak eloquently that he was able to connect with those people who found that they were unable to live in a really, really abundant way that because of his ability to, to speak well, because of his ability to not speak well, and because of his past, that is why he was such an effective leader, change maker, prophet, all of those things. It was because of those things. And listen very carefully to the language. Okay. Last, I think of President Oaks, okay, who's a counselor in the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So he was part of the Utah Supreme Court when he was called as an apostle. And I was having a conversation with my neighbor months and months and months and months ago. Um, and it's a woman who practically raised me. So she remembers when uh, Oaks was called into the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. And she remembers how sad people were because they felt like, I wish that we could have a man of his faith and his knowledge actually in the governing positions of the state, right? That they, they felt like, oh gosh, like, can he just stay there in that realm where he can have the most 
impact. And isn't it fascinating that as we look at, at the road that Elder Oaks has been through, that as we look of the legalities that have been presented to us um, with religious freedom and many other things with legal issues, that he has been a sounding board to help guide the Lord's church based upon because of his experiences and his past. And I have no doubt that when we get to the other side, we will actually find that the Lord knew all along that the most impactful way that he could influence the world was through his apostleship as a member of the 12 apostles and now the first presidency. It is because of his experience um, there that he is able to guide and direct and, and, and bring such light and knowledge in the world of legal counsel um, when it comes to the church. It's really, really fascinating. So we look at Moses, we look at Dorcas, we look at Oaks, and we look at this amazing missionary in the Dakotas. And here's the language I wanna flip for you. I get, I'm going to like go on a little bit of soapbox right here. Okay. I get really, really like eek inside my heart. Like it tingles, like not in a great way. It's really tight when I hear people sharing experiences and they're typically traumatic experiences, experiences with abuse or betrayal or, you know, trauma of some kind. Um, and they will say something like, but I'm not going to let it define me. Okay. I'm not going to let it define me. And I have some experiences that, that through my own workings with um, therapy and counseling and, and educating myself that I have recognized why that's the verbiage that we use. I'm not going to let it define me. What it's saying is I'm not going to allow myself to identify as a victim um, often in the world of trauma. I'm, I'm not going to let myself come from a victim mentality. Um, here's an interesting twist on that. I understand the need for that phrase and the power that it can hold. Um, I want you to look at Dorcas and I want you to look at Moses and I want you to look at President Oaks and look at two words. Were they effective because of their gifts and talents and past or were they effective in spite of their gifts and talents and past? Okay, let's do a shift here. Let's do a shift. If you are divinely designed to reach specific people, and this is super exciting, then it means there are things that have already happened to you, good, bad, hard, easy, powerful, discouraging things have happened to you. And because of those things, you will better connect with the people you are supposed to reach. Okay. The Lord isn't going to throw these experiences with into you, whether it's major trauma, very serious, he's not going to throw those things to you and let it be, I can be effective in spite of those things. No, abundantly, you can say, I can be effective to reach these people because of these things, because of the trauma I've experienced, because of um, the failed launches in the business world that I have had. That actually brings me more to light and more visible and more connected to the people I'm supposed to reach is because of that failure and because of that trauma, because of that past. It's not in spite of, it's not in spite of. And so I actually, and I want to say this in a really respectful way, okay, as someone who has had to work through some of those traumatic things in life, I in some form, do allow some of those experiences to define me. Those experiences of failure, failure, those experiences of trauma, those experiences of loss, 
those experiences of failed attempts, those experiences of betrayal, those things I allow to define me, to help me better connect and reach the people that I believe I was divinely designed to reach. And I invite you to have that same shift, to ask yourself what experiences, good or bad, what past things do I have in my life that because of those things, I can now become exactly who I am meant to become. Rarely, 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 rarely can I sit there and say, oh yeah, I know that the reason I had this incredible 2020 year is because I did everything right, right? That has nothing to do with why 2020 was a hugely successful year for me in business. In fact, it has everything to do with all the mistakes that I made, all the missed opportunities I thought I had missed, all of the the failed communications, all of the, oh, you name it. What a big mess, okay? It is because of those things that 2020 became the most rock star year for me personally in business. And I invite you to make 2021 the same for you. So this is my Christmas message to you. Think of Dorcas. Think of her specifically as a woman, as a disciple, and as someone who was out there serving the world with her God-given gifts and with her own past to battle with. Think of Dorcas and remind yourself that just like her, you are divinely designed to reach specific people. The Lord can use anything to reach them. He can, he absolutely can. And as part of that, you will do remarkable things. Merry Christmas and have a happy new year. I love you. Get after it. And I'll see you in 2021. If you enjoyed this podcast, I know you would enjoy my course, The Funnel Blueprint Challenge. What in the world do funnels have to do with you thinking bigger as a woman of faith, business, and motherhood? Well, my friend, everything. Funnels are just a fancy word for a brilliant business plan that grants you more money, more free time, and more impact without sacrificing your role as a woman of faith and family. My favorite part about funnels? Well, building a plan that is serving every single customer customers who have zero dollars to spend and those who are ready to invest thousands in you. The Funnel Blueprint Challenge, available at saragracelife.com slash challenge, is filled with 45 days of step-by-step guidance on starting, growing, and expanding your business right. This is the exact blueprint I use to build funnels for high-end clients. No more shoot-from-the-hip strategies with your marketing idea of the week. Get your funnel built with me in 45 days in the Funnel Blueprint Challenge so that you can share your awesomeness with the world. Let me be awesome at teaching you funnels so that you can be awesome at what you do. Head to saragracelive.com challenge to register. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you.